welcome back to another Talking Reef video podcast. Now this podcast is part two in a series of two, uh, part two in a series of two regarding RODI filters. This podcast is a supplemental video and is not uh, really specifically meant to be watched or listened to uh, independently. A lot of the stuff that I'm going to go over was discussed in detail in the audio part of this show that uh, was released a few weeks prior. So if you have not heard that, uh, make sure you head back over to TalkingReef.com and download the audio podcast that goes along with that. That's going to actually go through a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about in detail. Uh, I'm going to skip over the details that were talked about in that show and just get right down to the stuff that I wanted to cover here. Now, in this show, I know the intent and what I had mentioned is I was going to try to make this as quick and painless as possible because I know a lot of people have trouble downloading very large video files. But uh, I'm going to do the best that I can in that regards. But as I started going over and taking my notes and everything, there was kind of a lot of stuff that I need to get covered on this show. So that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and get started with this. Uh, the first thing that I want to do is introduce the uh, standard RODI unit. Uh, that's obviously what's sitting right here next to me. Um, this is a standard six-stage RODI filter. Um, what we have at the bottom here uh, are the main pre-filters. You have, uh, on the incoming side, you have your standard 5-micron uh, sedimentary filter. You have your standard 1-micron uh, filter. And then at the end, you've got your granular activated carbon, or GAC. Moving on up to the second stage, what we've got is our RO stage. This is the RO membrane inside here. Then on up at the top here, we've got our DI filter. This is where all the DI resin or the DI beads reside inside here. We're going to get some close-up shots of this because there's some things that you need to see in here. And the sixth stage up at the top here is a, it's technically called a taste filter. Uh, I leave it on there because I do use this as drinking water also, uh, which is a great selling point for people that are trying to convince their significant other or their uh, anybody else that might be involved that they need to get one of these these filters. Uh, I've had a lot of people that have asked that question, Does can you use this stuff as drinking water? Uh, the answer is yes, you can. Uh, there is some debate over whether drinking RODI water is healthy uh, because it re you know, after what comes out of this filter is almost pure water. And there's a lot of people that'll, that make the comment of because it is so pure, it'll actually do the same thing that we talked about in the previous show and cause leaching from your body uh, in that it'll pull needed minerals and uh, vitamins and, and all that stuff out of your blood system and out of your body uh, into this water and it'll you know pass it through as waste and it actually will harm you more than it'll help you. Now, uh, just to kind of debunk that a little bit, that is true if you are extremely malnourished. Uh, if you are getting even close to the needed vitamins and minerals that you are for a, a typical healthy diet, you're not going to have this problem. Um, especially when you compare it against the alternative, of uh, which is drinking tap water. And as we go through this uh, video here, you're going to see exactly why you do not want to drink tap water. So. Um, just forewarning as we go through this, if you are a tap water drinker and you are not prepared to buy one of these right away, you might want to hold off because you're going to be disgusted when you see what is pulled out of tap water. Um, maybe you'll just start buying bottled water. So anyways, uh, going forward, the first thing that I, I kind of went through the unit already. The next thing that I want to show you is something I talked about in the other show, uh, and that is a inline TDS meter. That's this unit right here. Uh, this is a nice little uh, attachment here. It sticks on with Velcro. There's a nice little on-off switch, uh, on-off button. And then what you have here is a dial that's for the in and the out. And then what we have over here is we've got a line that comes over to this cable. 
Uh, this is the water inlet. This is where my, my tap water comes into the main system from. And then what you have in here, if I can get it out, there we go, almost, okay. And you can see that there's two little, I don't know if you can see that. Oh, that looks better against the black background. Okay, there's two little probes in there, the little electric probes here and here. This is the TDS meter and it sits in the water stream and as the water passes over it, it gives you an active reading up, uh, and uh, the TDS of the water. Uh, so as the water passes through there, you'll flip your gauge to the in and then it'll give you a display readout active as water is flowing through it. Uh, the same is revert is the same for the outline, which I have right up here, which is exactly what comes out of the taste filter. Well, actually, it's not the taste filter. The way that this filter works here, turn it a little bit here. As the water comes out of the DI stage, it comes up into here, and then it goes out through uh, this line here. This is actually the out to the, the, the spout. This comes out to a, a holding tank, and then water is passed back through through the taste filter as it, as it comes out. But I'll show you that in a minute. Um, so that's the second thing I wanted to come, come across, uh, get across to you. Um, the other thing here is the holding tank. Now this is a holding tank that comes with this specific unit. Um, this is a, it's classified I think as a four gallon or a three gallon tank. Uh, it doesn't say. Either ways, I think it's like four gallons, but the reality is depending on the pressure of your main water and how clean your filters and everything, um, this one for me usually holds about, when I've got new filters, it'll hold a little over two gallons. Um, but now that I've got, you know, my filters are trash and it's time for a replacement, um, it's down to holding uh, just, just under two gallons. So it's about, about 1.7 gallons of water is what's being held in there now. And the main reason for that is because everything gets so clogged up in there, the overall fil uh, pressure goes down. And the way that these work is the water comes in and out the same line. It all comes in through here and it goes inside here. And there's a, there's a, like a rubber diaphragm inside here. Um, and as you can see this little spout down here, what happens is you fill the inside of this diaphragm up with air pressure. And then the water comes through here and squishes that, that diaphragm back down. And then when you open up your faucet valve, the water is going to get pushed back up because there's pressure from that diaphragm. So the water comes in here and it pushes the diaphragm down, squeezing as much water as it can. And then when you open the valve, it pushes it back up and that's what drives it back out the spout. There's no pumps or anything. Now, because of that, as the pressure in your overall system goes down, the amount that it can push back down on that diaphragm is reduced, which that's why you get less water as your filters age. As soon as you change your filters out, you're gonna see that that overall uh, level is gonna go right back up. Yes, this is our ODI water right from this thing. Okay, so moving on. Um, the next thing that we want to talk about is the equipment that is needed to go through and do a change. Now, there's really not a whole lot involved here. Basically, you're going to want some paper towel and or regular towel because it's going to be mess. You're going to have water everywhere. Um, a good set of utility gloves. Um, I use mainly because these ones because they've got these little rubber beads on it. And some of these, these end caps, like the DI filter and the RO filter here, can be a real, real, real pain to get off. You got to remember that you only break into these every, you know, eight to 14 months, depending on your frequency. Um, so they get sealed in really tight and having something like that can really help. Um, the other thing you got is this, this special wrench and what this is used for is it slides on the bottom here and allows you to, to crank on, on these filters to get those opened up. The only other thing that I use is a bucket to try to help and catch some of the water. Now, that being said, as we went through and uh, 
as I was preparing for the show, I've already drained all the water out of the unit except for what's in the DI section here, uh, just because I need that to help show what's going on. So as I crack these things open, you're going to see you're not going to see much water coming out of them. Uh, that's because I already pre-drained everything for this because I don't want water everywhere in here. Um, but keep in mind when you do this, there is these things are full to the top of water, and as soon as you break that seal on these things, water is going to come out. Uh, so you're going to want to do it in a bathroom, a kitchen, or somewhere where it's okay that things get wet. So uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to move this out of the way a little bit. Because uh, what I want to do is I want to show, show you something that I promised in the last show. And that's a teardown of an RODI membrane. Now the first thing is this is a new membrane. They, they come in a, in a sealed plastic bag. You want to make sure you leave it in there. Um, but this is a standard membrane. Uh, the water comes in one side and comes out the other side. This is not a hollow straight through tube. It actually comes in this system and then it's pushed out through the membrane and then it has to come work its way back to the other side. Um, but for those of you that were curious, this is the inside of an RO, D, uh, an RO membrane. So we ready? I know everybody's curious as to what's inside these things. Now the first thing that we're going to get to as we tear this apart is a net mesh. Now this net mesh is not the main filter part, but this is actually um, a barrier and it works through the whole thing. Um, this, is, this is not solid, there's holes in this. Uh, I'm not sure exactly how much you can see, uh, but you should be able to see uh, me right through that. Uh, there's very teeny tiny holes, um, but they're a lot bigger than what we're gonna see in the next section. So as we move through here, we get to the next section. Now this is where the actual membrane part is. And it's going to be real hard to show. Uh, we got another net mesh. But what we have here is on both sides, the net mesh, this first net, is covered by this special membrane material. And when you're looking at this right here, it looks completely solid. You, you, know, you can't see through that. You know, I'm not back here anymore. Um, it looks completely solid, but this is the actual membrane itself. And this is what does all the filtering. Uh, as you can see, I don't know how well it's going to show up on here. This is this probably looks relatively clean. Um, when you see it live, it's not so clean. I'm not going to tear apart a new one to compare it, sorry. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much it all the way through. Uh, as you open it up, it, it kind of fills back up with air, uh, stuff like that. But uh, that's it. That's really what's inside of it. And this is, this is the main filter, and it's just wrapped and wrapped and wrapped. And uh, it's pretty long. So anyways, okay. That's the inside of the filter. It's all grimy and stuff inside. So that's the DI part of the filter. I'm sorry, that's the RO part of the filter. Uh, that's the stage that's right in here. So the next thing I'm gonna do is, uh, uh, probably should show you, um, actually, okay, so the next part what we're gonna do is I'm gonna go through the water flow part of this uh, to help you understand what all the different components are here. So as I alluded to earlier, we've got the main water inlet that's right here. This is where your tap water is going to come in from. This is where I'm testing my uh, TDS on the incoming. Um, and you can see in comparison, this hose is clear. It's supposed to be clear. These two, when they were new, were the same. So I'm sure you can see on the video that there's quite a bit of a difference in the color and that just shows you the first level of how nasty tap water can be. So the water comes in here. It works into the first stage, which, as I explained to you, is your sedimentary filter. This is the filter that's going to make you want to throw up when I show you what it looks like. Um, the next filter, it, it actually comes down through there, comes back up the outside and moves into another section. 
This one here, uh, as I explained, is the five micron sedimentary type filter. Uh, and then uh, it's gonna come back through here into the carbon filter. Now it all comes out the system on this end and it comes back through this tube here and it goes into this little box thing here. Now most of your newer, um, better quality RODI filters are gonna have this. This is an auto shutoff box. Now what it does is it allows the water to flow through this side here and it's gonna go into the RO membrane. Now as it comes out the RO membrane, it's gonna come out this blue tube and go back into the same auto shutoff and then out of, the, out of that auto shutoff, it's gonna come up to our next stage, which is our DI. Now, the way that this thing works is based on pressure, and it opens valves inside here. When the pressure is allowing the water to come through, in this case, when it's going to fill up my tank, this thing is gonna stay open and allow the, allow the water to come through the whole system. Now, what happens is when my tank gets filled and the back pressure pushes back on this and there's no more water can go through, it's gonna shut this off. And what that does is it allows the wastewater line to keep, uh, well, I didn't show you that here, but as you go through the DI part, or the RO part, you've got two separate. Um, this continues through the system. This is your wastewater that goes out through this valve here and then out through this line. Um, but what happens is when the system gets full and you fill up your, your bucket or whatever you're filling up in this case, um, it shuts it off so you're not continuously running wastewater through your, your RO membrane because that's obviously it's, it's one hell of a waste. So what that does is it shuts off the system and the water stops flowing through. Now, as I kind of alluded to, there's, there's this last part right here and there's this little valve on here. Now, again, most um, better quality systems are gonna have this. This is a, a flush valve. And when you open this valve up like that, what it's gonna do is it's gonna change the way that the water pressure sits within the system and it's gonna allow water to continually flush through the RO membrane. Now, this is a maintenance procedure and something you should do on your system once a month. Uh, I do mine just so I remember at the beginning of every month, I go through and I open this up. And then you wanna open it up and you wanna let it run for anywhere from 10 to 20 minutes. You know, me, I just turn it on, walk away, and uh, in a little bit I come back and close it. You know, usually 10, 20 minutes is all you need, but that's good to help make sure that you're keeping your RO filled, your membrane nice and clean uh, throughout the lifetime of it, throughout its lifetime. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and keep that closed. Now, as I alluded to, we come back out into the DI filter. Now. The positioning of the DI filter, uh, there's some, some debate over it, and I tend to, tend to agree with the debate that, uh, or with the opinion that these filters should be kept vertical. Now, I don't keep mine vertical because of where mine sits under my sink. There's not really the room to do it, um, and it still is effective, um, but what happens is over time, you get this gap up at the top here where the DI beads don't get all the way up to the top and there's this little gap and it can allow um, water to bypass that. Uh, so, you know, again, you wanna keep that in mind. If you have the option to mount your DI filter in a separate area and keep it as a vertical column, it's gonna help prevent that, that bypass area where water can get bypassed through there. Um, and again, we come out of the DI filter, we go up into this little special valve here, not special, but it's a valve here. The important thing which I alluded to here is this is a two-way valve. It allows the water to come through onto the holding tank. When my faucet valve is closed or when I open the faucet valve, it allows the pressure to push everything back through the taste filter. Um, and like I said, this is, it's called a coconut taste filter. It doesn't taste like coconut at all. I don't know why. Um, they call it that, but that's what they refer to it as. Um, but there is, it does definitely add a taste to the water because the water that comes straight out of this unit is, 
it doesn't taste bad. It just doesn't have any taste. And for a lot of people, that's very strange. Um, so running it back through here is fine. Um, now, I, the water that goes into my tank actually runs back through this filter too. It's not, not that big of a deal. We've never had any problems with it. Um, so, you know, to each their own. If you want to take it off, you're fine. This does no filtration, so you don't need it at all. I just use it, like I said, because I, I do drink out of it. Um, the, only, the next thing I want to talk about is replacement um, time frames. Everything on here I replace pretty much yearly. Uh, once a year I'll go through that, like I said, when my TDS meter is indicating it. So the only thing is this taste filter, if you do have one, um, these get replaced on every other uh, change. So this filter is good for basically two years. Uh, so moving forward, um, we're going to go ahead and I'm going to start tearing this bad boy apart. So give me a minute. Uh, we're going to pause the, the show or I'm going to take a quick break and uh, we'll get moved on with that. Okay, we're back. I'm going to go through. Uh, I got my filters down here. I've already spun these off. I'm going to go ahead and lift this part out of here. And I'm going to move this off to the side and show you inside the filters. Okay, now this is the part that I'm warning everybody about. First of all, I'm going to show you the first stage. This is our new um, sedimentary filter. This is the first filter that you're going to see working through uh, all of this stuff. I'm going to get my paper towel. So I'm going to need this. So let's do our first comparison. Remember, this is the stuff you drink every day if you drink tap water. So here's our original filter. That's the sedimentary filter. See the difference? Now this is disgusting. I don't necessarily recommend this, but uh, see this gunk? This is the stuff that comes out of your water. This is what you're drinking. It's very disgusting. This is one of the main reasons why we go through and we do the filtering that we do. So. Let me clean this off here. Just wanted to make sure you all understood how disgusting that is. So that's the main filter. That's the first sedimentary filter. Now obviously once we pull this out, we've got to go through and clean all these out. I'm not going to go through that on the video obviously because there's not time for that. Um, the second stage is the, mic the one micron filter. Uh, that's, that's it. You can't really tell as much. That's a new one. Most of the dirt on the outside, uh, the, most of the filtering is actually done on the inside of this filter. Um, you can, I don't know if you can see here, but uh, again, this is after the one micron, or the five micron filter. We're still getting nasty stuff in there. And then the last one, this one you're not going to be able to, well, yeah, you'll see. This is after the one micron filter. Yeah, my hands are still getting disgusting. So this is after one micron. See the difference? Night and day. So after we get through all that filtration, you're still left with this stuff. So that's the first ones. So as I alluded to, these inside, these things are just disgusting. You know, I, so I mean, the next phase in this is to go through and um, rinse all these out, clean these out real nice. You've got O-rings inside here. You want to make sure that you keep those in there. You don't want to lose those. Your main filter itself, You've got the undersides here. 
you want to make sure all of these get cleaned out inside. Um, this we can actually give you a chance to, to show you a little bit how the water comes in. It comes, it spits out this little hole back here, comes in the filter, and it comes back up this way, moves on to the next one, comes out the little hole. Uh, yeah, there you go, you can see it now. Comes in that hole, and it comes down around the outside of the filter and comes right back up the middle of the filter. That's how those That's what that looks like. So I'm gonna go ahead and go through the the first part of cleaning these all up and I'm gonna break, uh, well I'm gonna break and I'm gonna clean all that up and when I come back we're gonna go through the second part of the teardown. So uh, we'll be back in just a second. Okay, so I got that cleaned out. I'm gonna go ahead and start dropping the new filters back in here. There's usually a little um, spot at the bottom. You wanna make sure that you hit that spot if we look inside here, there's that little notch, same thing. Um, there's a notch in the bottom of these. So you wanna make sure, obviously, you put these in the right way too. Um, a lot of them have little gaskets on the top and sometimes on the bottom. You wanna make sure that those stay on and are not lost. It's also very important when you're rinsing these out and cleaning them out, make sure before you put this system back together, these O-rings, make sure that they're in there. Because if you don't have that O-ring in there, you're gonna have water leaking all over the place. Uh, yep, this one's got it too. Got these little gaskets on there too. So again, we want to just drop these in. And then what we're going to do is go ahead and put these back on. There's the three. Now, the thing I didn't show you, the wrench, these, again, they slide on the bottom, they grab onto the, the notches there, and then you just give them a nice snug turn. Now, again, as I alluded to earlier, it's important because these things are gonna be sitting like this for a year. You just want them watertight, just a, with the wrench, a good, nice, snug tight. Because there's those rubber gaskets in there, there's no need to crank on them. You just get them nice and snug and let them go because that gasket will keep the water inside there. Over tightening it can cause the gasket to sit improperly and you can actually create a water leak by doing it too tight. So again, I'll go through there and I'll make sure that they're all tight. Now uh, the next part in this step is these, these upper stages here. Okay, now in these upper stages, um, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna separate this stuff out. Like I said, the, this is the taste filter on the top. This is not getting changed at all this time around. So I'm gonna go ahead and separate this off. And the next part is right here. I'm going to pull more clips off here. This is the RO filter itself. Now again, when you're taking these apart, make sure you remember and make note of where the hoses go back together. I've teared it apart enough times where I'll be fine here. But um, again, what we're gonna do here, is we're gonna open up, just untwist this. Pull that line. Okay, and then we're gonna pull that off. Now inside here, we got another O-ring. Now these, I've already, yeah, okay, this one's still snug. Um, these usually take a little bit of working to get them out of there because there is uh, a gasket inside there. Oh, maybe you heard that, there's a release of air. So there's this gasket inside of here that keeps it in there and sealed nice and tight. So we're gonna pull that out. 
again, I already showed you the inside of those, so I'm not going to tear that apart. But that's pretty much it there. I'm going to take the new one now, uh, and that's just going to slide right back in, in there. And there we go. Fit it in there nice and tight. I'm going to put my end cap back on. Tighten it up. Just hand tight, and that's all we need. Go ahead. And, oh, you know what? There's a nice little diagram on here that uh, maybe people would like to see. If you don't have a unit like this, you might not get a diagram like this. Uh, but it gives you a nice little example. Now, I don't know if you can read it, but there's a, a, a little thing here. So it says, this is a bacteria size, 0.4 micron to 0.1 micron. That's that large circle. That's about the approximate size of, of a bacteria. Now, the next one is a virus. It's 0.02 micron to 0.4 micron. And that's this little black circle. And then this little teeny tiny white dot in the middle, that's the size of the pores in the RO membrane, which is 0.001 micron. So you have your bacteria, your virus, and then the little teeny tiny hole in the middle. That's the only thing that, basically anything that can fit through that hole is the only thing that's going to make it through this filter. Which, as we talked about in the last, we went through that in more detail in the last show, is what gets filtered out and what's rejected by an RO membrane and what's not rejected. And the needs for a DI filter afterwards, so make sure you check out that last show uh, to, get, uh, to get those details. So... Okay, that's that part. Um, we're going to go ahead and pause for a minute because uh, I've got to get my RO or my DI stage done and I'll get that back on here. Okay, I was actually able to set something up here so I can show you. This should give you a better example of the, the color change that you get in the beads. You can see, uh, obviously I had some that weren't fully used up, but uh, most of the used stuff is inside here. Um, we're going to see that in a minute, but uh, I didn't want to kind of give you the chance so I could tear this apart and I could show you what's inside here. So we're going to go ahead and take the end cap off. We're going to have a couple more caps on the inside here. Now this is just a regular filter that kind of keeps the beads inside there to keep the beads from flowing all the way back into the rest of the system. So we're going to separate that, set that aside. Now keep in mind these beads are going to get everywhere, so you want to make sure you kind of keep this clean a little bit. And then we're going to dump out the, the resin. There it goes. Okay, we got it nice and empty. Um, and as you can see here, there's uh, most of it has changed color. So this stuff was pretty much ready to go anyway, so we're, we're, we're good to go there. Um, so that's that. The only thing I'm going to do is I'm going to rinse this out, clean out all the excess beads inside here, try to get as many of them I can, as I can in the garbage. Um, again, make sure you clean these O-rings, especially with this, because these DI beads themselves will actually get stuck on these O-rings, and it'll help prevent you from getting a watertight seal when you put the system back together again. Uh, but that's pretty much it. We want to clean it out, and then I'm going to pour the new beads in there. Uh, when we come, uh, we're going to... Take a break for a second. When we come back, I'll show you this unit with the new beads in there, and we'll go on from there. Okay, one thing I wanted to show you real quick. Um, remember I showed you these end caps uh, that were inside there? I want to show you a, a kind of a quick comparison here, if I can. Um, I don't know if we can... This might not actually work out right. 
Um, but what we have, let me try to turn this light off. There we go. Uh, what we have is we have a new, well, a newer one and a used one. You can see, kind of see the color difference between, uh, this is the one where the water, yeah, right here. This is the one where the water was coming into the DI filter, and this is the one where the water was coming out of the DI filter. So you can see by the, the difference in coloration. This is showing this little, there's a, basically it's just a little cloth pad. But you can see that this is, there's still that much gunk inside of it after going through all of the stages and through the RO membrane. Um, and if you refer back to the show, it'll make a little bit more sense, the audio show of what I'm talking about here. But stuff does get past the RO membrane. Uh, and this is proof of it right here. You can see that this is a darker color uh, than, than the other one. So just something I wanted to show you because it's still, it's kind of funny to think of how much stuff is really in your water. Okay, so we're pretty much done here. I've replaced the DI beads inside here, put on the old taste filter, like I said, every other time we replace that. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and we're gonna hook everything back up. I'm not gonna show that on the video, but uh, it's gonna vary from place to place. Uh, again, make sure you tighten down everything nice and good. Um, your DI beads, uh, make sure you fill it up all the way to the top, especially if you have a horizontal situation like this uh, to help reduce the, the pass-through area. Uh, make sure you install your end caps uh, and make sure that you put those end caps in place or however your setup might be a little bit different but uh, make sure that you keep the DI beads off of the o-ring which makes that seal uh, otherwise you could have some real problems with with water leakage in there the next uh, next stage at this point like I said is to hook the system back up uh, in wherever you're at uh, however your setup is and then you're going to want to get some water flowing through it uh, and then you want to carefully inspect all the fittings that you touched, all the, the open, caps that you opened, uh, all the lines, make sure you have no leaking. Um, you want to go through that very carefully. But that pretty much wraps up the show. Uh, so I want to thank you for, for sticking it through with me. Um, if you have any questions, make sure you let me know. Post in response to, the, to this thread at the TalkingReef.com website, uh, just like every show. And we'll do our best to get uh, all of your questions answered. Uh, so from... Uh, and that, that's pretty much it at this point, so thanks again.